Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life Podcast. ISI stands for Iron Sharpens Iron from Proverbs 2717, which says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And that's exactly what we're trying to do with ISI. That's why we started this ministry, this organization, to inspire doing our lives and leading our lives God's way, putting faith at the center of our our wheel of life and how can we live an excellent life within our family, our marriages, our work, our finance, our fitness, and from a faith perspective. So that's what we're doing. Rather than compartmentalizing and putting our faith as something we do at a specific point in time, how can we use our our faith and leverage our faith and lean on our faith and become excellent in all those other areas uh, we call our big five Fs. So this podcast um, really is all about getting better, uh, staying sharp, getting different viewpoints from people who are doing awesome things and we think would be value adding to you. Um, in Ecclesiastes 10.10, 10, it says, if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to succeed. So we're seeking wisdom from people who have it, who've been there uh, before us. So Chad, who is going to be on the podcast, he's been married 29 years, has an awesome story leading up to that marriage and so much wisdom to share uh, with us, which we'll get to here in a second. And Proverbs 28, 26 says, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. So I hope that this uh, interview with Chad Johnson is um, enlightening. Uh, Hopefully it's value adding and it's enriching to your life and gives you some wisdom to apply uh, wherever you are in your walk. So today uh, for uh, our uh, podcast interview, we have Chad Johnson who is, geez, so many things. Uh, he's husband to Janice for 29 years. He recently wrote a book that I just listened to and read called How to Win a Heart. And it's it's a story, it's their story of how he, uh, what he was looking for in his future wife and then how he knew when Janice was the one and then the whole dating story up to leading up to engagement, marriage. And I mean, I, I don't really read, you know, I would say romantic books, but it, was, it left me on the edge of my seat. This whole story is amazing. And what a gift it is uh, for him to document the story for her, for his 11 kids that he has, um, for the people that want to marry into his family. It's just an awesome story. And it really talks about who he is and how he makes decisions when it comes to marriage. And, uh, you know, it gives insights into her family as well as his. So really cool. Uh, Chad is, uh, as I mentioned, Father 11. He's a coach with Strategic Coach, which is an entrepreneurial coaching organization. He was actually my coach uh, as Strategic Coach. And that's how we got to know each other. He's an entrepreneur. He's an investor. And him and his wife, Janice, they do uh, two different things. One's called the G5 Summit, as well as uh, newlywed coaching. So they're really passionate about helping people get off to a great start. So all those links will be on our, on the website uh, under the show show notes where you can see all the links and the books that we're going to talk about. And, uh, you know, one thing I want to say about Chaz, he helped us kick off our first event ever, the very first ISI retreat that we did uh, almost five years ago. He came and he really helped us uh, kick it off in a really strong way. And I know his testimony made an impact to a lot of people. So a uh, great guy, excited to have him on. And um I hope you enjoy the conversation with Chad. Well, Chad, thanks for doing round two, coming back on the ISI podcast. It's uh, always great to be with you and excited to chat for a little bit. Thank you so much, Nick. I'm ecstatic to be with you and it's just a delight. I'm so excited about all ISI is about. Thank yeah. you. Well, you kicked us off at our first retreat at Westfield a couple of years ago and um, wanted to bring you back on because of your new book, How to Win a Heart and yours and Janice's love story, which I didn't know that I was a uh, 
sapless romantic, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. This whole story is unbelievable. <laughs> that I mean, makes me so, so happy to hear that. It really does, Nick. You know, you write a story and you don't know if it's going to, you know, connect or resonate. That just makes my day. I'm so grateful. I mean, the whole time I was thinking, um, I would love to know the story for my parents. Like, I mean, I've heard little bits and pieces and, you know, they dated in high school and yada, yada, but you know, the level of detail, I mean, I don't know how you remembered the level of detail that went into these things that happened so far back and what a gift that is for your, you know, for your children and anybody else. You, you know, um, Nick, it's so funny. The, the reason I remembered so much of this was I told this story I'm not going to say hundreds of times, but I told yeah. it a ton of times. I just, yeah. to so many different people early on in those years. And then over the years, I've loved the story. It's unique to me, obviously it's unique, but I, but it has these movie-esque moments, as you know, where you're kind of like, oh my gosh, did that, how does that happen? You know? And, and so I loved sharing <laughs> the story, but it, it was definitely in my mind. And that's really one of the reasons why I, I wrote it is I hit my, I hit 50 years old and I was like, you know what? I don't, I want why this is really fresh in my, in my memory and my mind. I, I want to be, you know, able to get it down and, and get it out there. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was curious, did you, um, how involved was Janice in the writing of it and retelling the story? It seems like it's hundred percent from your perspective. It, it is. It's, it's a hundred percent from my perspective. It's funny, but I am, Janice is far more practical than I am. <laughs> I am the romantic quote unquote one in the relationship. Janice is very, very romantic, but if there's, you know, so I was the one who, you know, wanted the story to be written. I, I lived it you know, in every way. And so I write my story and originally Nick, she wrote her part of it, like her perspective of what was happening on the other side. And it was part of the original book. And, and yet, as I got ready to launch it, I was like, it her her telling her side at the end of each chapter or perspective brought people in, but it also kind of took the tension out of the story. And I was like, mm. you know what, this yeah. needs to be an add on. And so we, we made that as an add on, because I, I kind of written the whole story from my perspective. Then she kind of came in and gave her her comments. So we, we it was definitely on me, on my heart and mind. It was a, a love story from a guy's perspective written by a guy. And, you know, Janice would help me validate or, you know, clarify points of it for sure. Because she's like, wait, didn't this happen too? And I'm like, oh my word, you're right, that did. So she was more of a, a contributor in that way of, making sure the story was refined and, and on point to all the data points. So it was a team yeah. effort for sure, but it was my story. I mean, it's an amazing story uh, in, in so many ways. And I, I was just thinking about it from your daughters or your sons or the, you know, the people that they will, uh, they'll be interested in marrying them yeah. or already have married them, you know, to be able to listen to that story yeah. and pick up some nuggets. So I was curious about um, how that's, you know, bled into the lives of, of your kids or, you know, the ones that are interested in your kids. You know, it's, it's so interesting. You asked that Nick, that was a key reason why I wrote the story. Hmm. Absolutely. A key driver was I grew up with some really, um, I'm going to say different views maybe of dating and courting or marriage and all that process. And I feel like they were kind of different. And my parents had poured into me in certain things. And I really see a lot of young people almost struggling with 
a roadmap of, hey, how can we navigate this season from adolescence, youth, interest, high level interest in the, you know, who's, who am I going to marry? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and what does that look like between, you know, wanting a vision of something and actually occurring and, and walking down the aisle? And so I wrote that very much in mind with my young people in mind, my children saying, yeah. hey, I want them to be thinking and asking them certain questions and defining their vision early on and being intentional and really open to having a different approach maybe than some of their peers or, or what mainstream uh, even the world or Christianity are doing right now. And so that was a driver for sure. And I will say this, having three of our young people married, another one is dating very intentionally right now. My son Baylor's dating a young lady, Sabrina in Los Angeles, very intentionally. And I would say that all four of those who have either been married now, three of them and one at dating, they've kind of adopted this perspective, this model, if you could call it such, it's not a model, but it's, you know what I mean? That just, Hey, there's some awesome biblical ideals. There's some safeguards. There's some intentionality. There's some, a little bit of a uh, process to, you know, finding that person and, and then getting to that place of marriage. So I'm really grateful that they've jumped on board. I'm going to say, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And if any of, uh, any of the guys that are chasing after your daughters, don't ask you before they ask her. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously they have not listened to the book. Oh, you know, it gives me a lot of grace with these young men who want to pursue my daughters. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because yeah, I made some, I made some big mistakes, you know, along the way. And, uh, got to learn from them for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so, so some of these different views, you said, you know, you grew up having some different views and you, you talked about it in the book, but, um, and I think they're healthy and I think they're very much in line with, you know, wanting to live an ISI life and how our faith can impact, you know, we talk about the five F's, but one being faith and family with, you know, marriage specifically. Yes. So when you think about some of those different views, when it comes to, you know, finding the right person, how you, and how you, and Jan- how you knew Janice was the one to, dating and, you know, the things that happened along that journey. Like talk us through some of the, maybe the different views that do you have and that you grew up with? Boy, it's such a, such a good question, Nick, to, to think through those things. You know, it's, it's interesting. I was up in your neck of the woods last week or two with my family up near the, uh, the ark and uh, answers in Genesis. And I went through mm-hmm. that creation museum and, you know, contrasted on the walls of that museum are, a humanistic worldview versus a biblical worldview. Hmm. And, you know, I was reminded once again of everything in my life, if it's going to last, if it's going to be blessed of the Lord, if it's going to flourish as that tree that Psalm 1 talks about, and it's going to bear abundant fruit, then it's got to be grounded on God's word. It's got to be grounded on a, a biblical foundation and, to me, I sit there and go, God, in the beginning, Genesis 1 through 12, he lays out so many of those foundational things of he created the earth and then he created man and he created woman and he created marriage and he created this family unit and he created this beautiful picture of, of what could be, you know, and, and so I, I go back to the fact that, you know, just the very foundations of marriage if we're going to look at what they are in relationship between a man and a wife, 
it starts there and yeah. and it's and it's so common for us i guess in our day and age to kind of jump to popular opinion uh oh hey the phd not that there's anything wrong with phds right but oh the the the, the specialist in this area or the the professor says well this is the way relationship works or this is the way marriage works or will flourish I mean, there's so many myths that are thrown at young people today around relationship. Oh, you must live with somebody before you marry them to know if they're compatible, you know, and you yeah. sit there and go, wait, no, 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 no. These are all contrary to, to what God says is, you know, in his word. And so I think you mentioning faith as the foundation, that's front and center to build a marriage outside of that, to try to think you're going to build a great lifelong relationship that's honoring the Lord and fruitful in him outside of his favor, his blessing, his, his clearly laid out, um, scripture is, is I think foolish, you know? And so I think you hitting on that faith throughout the whole story, you know, that my parents had really pointed me to the Lord in my youth. I knew that my relationship with the Lord, if I'm right with him, then I could be right with someone else, you know, and that if I'm not right with the Lord, if I'm walking in, you know, outright sin or rebellion or in my heart, contrary to, to what the Lord has laid out, and yet I'm wanting his favor, his blessing on this most important relationship of marriage, I'm, I'm really starting out in the wrong place. And so, you know, faith being hopefully something that people as they read the book would realize front and center, I've got to focus on me being in relationship with the Lord, first and foremost, walking with him and in an honest, open relationship. And if I am, then I am, you know, I talk so much about, I've got to focus on being the right person before meeting the right person. Right. Mm. And so that really is, is foundational. And that, that was one of the things I think my parents really kind of put on us as an ideal or a construct that, Hey, kiddos don't have all these, first of all, don't date when you're not ready to marry. You know, it's, it's like, you know, why are you yeah. starting a fire yeah. before you're ready to, you know, to get cooking? Uh, uh, for, well, I want to touch on that know? just briefly while yeah. I on that point, because yeah. you talked about that in the book and you know that you, you went on many dates and you ended them quickly when you knew. Yes. Uh, I would just want you to elaborate on that. Cause I thought that was kind of cool yeah. uh, as opposed to just kind of, Hey, I don't, yeah. I don't have the right one, but I'm just going to kind of string along here. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so interesting how many young men or young ladies that I'll speak with. And I, and I do this often because I'll see them, you know, dating, hitting it off, starting to build a great relationship. And I, I ask them regardless whether they've been dating, you know, a month or six months or a year or three years, I'll, I'll just say, Hey, you know, so you guys think this is, uh, yeah. you know, on its way towards marriage. You, is this, you know, and I mean, every time <laughs> I ask somebody that Nick, they look at me like I'm just crazy. Okay, literally like what on earth <laughs> don't are you talking go there about? like why yeah. would you go there come on yeah like yeah. you're not you know and i and i know i do it for a little bit of a reason i i don't mind kind of startling people to in that moment to kind of go well why am i dating this this young lady or why am i dating this guy because i'll be real frank with you just in my short observation of them i'm sitting here going boy i don't necessarily see that going anywhere and yet yeah some of these people they're two years in and i go what are you doing? You know, yeah. is it just so that you have a buddy and, and, but, but it often it becomes so much of a, an emotional 
heartstring tying physical attraction. Oh, I'm just, you know, I enjoy having this, this, this person, you know, anyways. And I think it sets a lot of couples up, you know, Janice and I do a lot of work with newlywed couples. And one of the things I've never heard any of them say is, Oh, I'm so glad I had long dating relationships that were intense and went on for years and, and yet didn't work out. You know, I, I just don't, I don't ever hear that. Um, and in fact, it's been a blessing to me for my own children because they've kind yeah. of followed a similar pattern. It, and it literally says, Hey, I start dating when I see my life in such a way that if I started dating this girl today or this young man today, I could see two, three years down the road being married to this person. Okay. To, to yeah. me, that's kind of the, and it doesn't mean it needs to happen in two or three years. It doesn't mean it will take that long. It doesn't mean it won't be five or six, whatever, but it, it's a path to, I literally see enough of Christ in that person. I see enough, you know, God, the character and attributes that I admire. I see, yeah, there's chemistry. I'm attracted to them. I see, you know, the, 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 the whole scenario looks like this has potential, right? And, yeah. and if it does step into it, you know, with that intentionality. Yeah. And, but I tell my kids date, one on date number one, you should be literally looking at this person going, is this, could this be, could this possibly right. be that person? You know, and if you see things that are literally red flags yeah, or obvious, yellow flags, yeah. right? Don't just sit there and set them aside and go, well, we're having fun. She's, she's cute. Uh, he's, he's great, you know, yeah. whatever. And it's just go on. For, yeah. yeah. Go on yeah. for another year and a half. I mean, I just don't think that's beneficial to either one of them. And it's definitely not going to benefit their future marriage. It's just not. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's the, so, the mindset. That's good. I mean, I think it's imp- that's great advice to, you know, to pass on for sure. And great advice for your, you know, your own children to think about, you know, with intentionality, uh, you know, where's yeah. this thing going to go? And yeah. I love how you knew, you, you mentioned, um, you made a list, a big list of all the things you wanted. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> And, uh, and your ski buddies probably thought you were, you know, a little whack. <laughs> they, they knew I was whack for sure. For sure. Um, you but know, that seemed like that was part of searching your own heart and knowing what you wanted. And then obviously this, uh, amazing cello player shows up. So <laughs> the harpist, yeah. Or the harpist, yeah, yeah, the harpist. The harp, but, yeah. but you know what, Nick, I think the same thing you mentioned, what are the, the reasons I wrote the book in the, in the sense that I wanted to convey that you know, scripture says without vision, people perish. And, yeah. and it's important to know what we want, you know, and to say, Hey, what are the things the Lord's put on my heart? Cause I, the older I get, the more unique, I realize everybody is, we all have our perspectives and our bent and our callings. And, and, you know, I knew I needed this woman who was going to be a pioneer, right? Not yeah. a settler. She was going to go on the adventure and be up for the adventure. I wouldn't be trying to talk her in or dragging her on the adventure, you know, and, and yet that's unique to me because there are so many that really want somebody who's going to live with them differently. And so laying out what you aspire to or what you think would be an ideal. And of course we don't know perfectly. And God is so good in his sovereignty to, you know, to coordinate those details of who we're, who's right for us and, and, and look past all the things we don't know. Right. Cause there's many, many things we don't, but it was super helpful for me to write down all those things. And it, and it really was just more of a dream of Lord, if, if it would, you know, I want someone like my mother in this way and want yeah. someone that has these, you know, and, 
when you meet someone and you're dating, you now have a little bit of a criteria, right? You're not just, it's like if we're hiring people for our business and you don't yeah. just sit down and go, oh, I'm just looking for a pretty face or a nice smile yeah. or someone with a, a bubbly personality. You're like, no, I want a little more. I want to, I want to be intentional. So that's specific. Yeah. I think yeah. it really matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing, the book is, <laughs> I mean, I listened, you know, listened and read it cover to cover. It was just like un an unbelievable story. And, you know, all the, the fun details of, you know, flying to Atlanta and, you know, you guys at JH Ranch. And it's just, it's such a cool thing. I mean, I, you got to turn it into a movie, I think. Um, <laughs> you know what's so funny, gotta... <laughs> Nick? I literally was talking to someone yesterday and they're trying to put connections together. They go, the Kendrick brothers need to make this into a movie. And yes. uh, anyways, who knows? It may be someday, but it has some of those elements for sure. It's yeah. fun. But you guys, you know, you bring a full, you know, a full story, which I would recommend anybody. It's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing story, amazing book, you know? Um, but, you know, you just talked about um, having a vision of, you know, what you wanted, you know, you obviously found that in Janice. And I was just kind of curious, transitioning the conversation to, you know, thriving marriage. You guys are doing some awesome stuff with the G5 summit and, you know, thriving marriages. Um, and you know, you guys have been married for how many years now? It'll be 29 years in August. Okay. Yeah. 29 amazing years. Yeah. All these awesome kiddos. Um, how have you guys kept the, the marriage strong and, and how have you kept the vision? Cause you're an ultra visionary, <laughs> you know, idea guy yeah. and she's, you know, range you in, you yeah. know, how have you kept that, um, yeah. together in terms of having, un you know, a unified vision because yeah. I'm sure at times, um, you know, it was a little different. Yeah. Oh man. You know, it's, it's, um, I think for me, Nick, you, you can't be around me very long without <laughs> talking about my giant five. Right. And, and I, I won't beat those up, but just, we, we no, came into great. marriage with those priorities, right. That, that our, our personal relationship with the Lord was going to be primary. And I know mm -hmm. if Janice and I are both seeking after the Lord and, and he's doing a work in our hearts that, he, by his grace, allows a lot of the selfishness, a lot of the sin that so easily besets all of us, a lot of the distractions, a lot of the, the, the things that come at us, you know, start to get set aside and he draws us to himself. And then we can focus on priority number two, which is our marriage. And no matter what season we're in, we're in you know, we talk about faith, family, parenting in the sense that family works well when the marriage is a priority. And when we're focused on really pouring into one another and, and that has been a ongoing, constant, never ending priority for us from the moment we came into marriage, we said, Hey, after our relationship with the Lord, Janice, you come next, you come first. And so priority number two is her, the kids know they come third and they, they are there. And then obviously we talk about health and, and careers four and five. But when I talk about that, we put action to it by investing. And that's something that, you know, if you're going to be rich in anything, you've got to invest and daily, weekly, monthly investing little deposits into each other's lives, you know, and constantly keeping that flame alive. I mean, there's no reason why we can't have more fun, more romance, more intimacy, more connection, more unity at each year of marriage as we progress. And it's such a gift that keeps unwrapping and unfolding and deepening a couple practical things nick we're constantly asking ourselves where are we on a scale of one to ten and we mean it because we want to check the temperature and we want to be at a healthy place we want to live at seven eight nine on that scale we don't 
all the time, but we don't ever get in chronic modes of the two, three, four, fives ever because we're constantly checking our temperature yeah. and then saying, okay, what do we need to do to move it forward? And God is so good to give us that next step always. The other thing is getting to events. I know ISI does marriage events. We are fanatical. We encourage, we do newlywed coaching and we put on an event every year for newlyweds. We tell those newlyweds, you're early in the game, be an investor in your marriage, block out a weekend, two days, once a year to get away, to work on your marriage, to go to an event, to go to a family life yeah. today event, go to a weekend to remember, go to a ISI marriage, you know, do it. And then, you know, we're, we're to be students. I mean, I'm reading a, you know, I'm reading a book I hadn't read in a long time, dug it up. What wives wish their husbands knew about women from Dr. Oh, James Dobson. I mean, you want an oldie and goodie. I mean, yeah. it's a classic, you know, I'm reading it again because I'm constantly want to be staying sharp in those areas that matter and have my mm. head in the game. Um, it, it just really matters. So, you know, one of the key things is just having that alignment, getting, you know, together Sunday afternoons, evenings to make sure we're um, catching up on what's the week ahead look like. What are the wins from last week? Really get on the same page um, so that we can walk in, in unity. But there's so much you, there, right? Do you yeah. guys, when you're doing the, you know, like kind of check in the, you know, the one to 10, yeah. is that, I mean, do you have it, you know, you mentioned that getting together, looking at schedules, do you have like actually a time or do you keep it pretty fluid? With- you know me, Nick, I'm a nine quick start, yeah. two fault. <laughs> so the, the Sunday checkup is, is pretty, it's, it's not like four fifteen you know, Sunday afternoon yeah. we're together, but we touch base Sunday knowing that we we do these things. The one to 10 thing is something that I'm going to tell you, Nick, I think one spouse or the other is going to do more often. They're yeah. going to think that way more often. They're going to initiate that. And and each couple should see that as a blessing. Um, I'm the guy who asks. Uh, I just always yeah. got to know. I, I'm, I'm yeah. constantly wanting to know the temperature of our marriage so that I'm taking it in the right direction. Jenny's will ask me too. But, and, uh, but I, if I ask, she always reciprocates or where do you think we are? Um, and, but that I will say we rarely go a week. It it sounds crazy, but we rarely go a week where I'm not at some point going, Hey, where are we on a scale of one to 10? And if we're going through something where we're doing a lot of financial movement and big investing or doing things, I'll say, Hey, where do you think we are financially? If we're, you know, dealing with some of the kids, I mean, so it can be other facets of it, but our marriage alone. I will say this. I don't think I've gone a month in our marriage um, in 29 years without asking where we are, you know, yeah. just, just, just out of the just blue. Where, yeah. And, where are we? And it, sometimes I can, I'll ask when it feels like there's tension. Sometimes yeah. I'm asking where I'm like, Hey, you know what? I just, we've been busy. I've been traveling a lot, doing work, whatever. Where are we? I don't know. Um, there's yeah. times where I'm quite sure it's quite good, but I just want to hear it, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so anyways, but yeah. And then again, it allows us to, I've always followed up, Nick, with what I call the million-dollar question, which is literally what's one thing I can do to take us in the right direction or grow us Mm. closer together. And And does she typically give you something direct? She always gives me something. Wow. Always. There's always. And I see that. If we're at an eight or nine, I mean, I'll I'll go, hey, I I take it back. I don't. If we're at an eight or nine, I don't usually ask because we're just, we're good. Um, Yeah. But but if it's anything seven or under – um, I'm, I'm asking and she always will give me something. And Nick, I'm always so blasted surprised by what she gives me. That's what's so crazy. After 29 years, you would think I would be like, oh, I know exactly what she's going to say. She'll literally hit me with stuff that I'm like, oh, wow. I never would have thought that, <laughs> you know, yeah. 
So yeah. it's cool. Well, it's, it is awesome. And, and you really inspired me in the book. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me is how much you, I mean, the ridiculous things you went to, to court her. Uh, I mean, it's just, just the old tuxedo. I mean, all this stuff. Right. And, you know, I did the same thing when, I when Nancy it. and I first started, you know, when I met her and, you know, dating and, and then, you know, up to marriage and all that. And, um, I, you know, it's like, it's almost like a chance. I saw it almost as a challenge yes. to see, like, yes. can I be better at 40 than I was at, you know, yes. 25 or whatever. Come on. That's it, Nick. That's it. Right. <laughs> That's it. So I saw it as, as an exciting thing. Like, you know, instead of one-upping, uh, you know, friends or whatever, talking no. about something that doesn't matter, who has a faster car or whatever, right. like, you know, talking about those kind of things, yes. like change the conversation. Yes. You know what, Nick, so. I, that makes my day that you took that away because that's to me, that brings so much life to, to your marriage, to Nancy, to you, to your children to your community, to the men you minister to, to the people you work with, to everybody. Your men, your marriage is a ministry to a multitude uh, of onlookers. Yeah. And you, you having that vision and aspirate, it's beautiful. That's awesome. Well, it just be you know, to not take it for granted, to really That's cherish right. it. To, That's right. Like when you, you know, when you were in hot pursuit of Janice, like, I mean, it was you would do anything. You pull, right. you know, pull out, pull out all, all the stuff. There's no reason. Why would you, you know, why would they be any different? Like, <laughs> that's right. And anyway. we all know we hate losing things more than we enjoy getting them. That's right. Um, that's right. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Anyway, that, that stood out to me. It's gonna, I got to up my dating game. Okay. To a whole nother okay. Level. I can't wait to hear about it. It's been weak sauce, you know? <laughs> uh, so. Hey, Just, and, and Nick, we all go there. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, give yourself a ton of grace. You know, you can't be married, you know, a decade or, or whatever and not no. have seasons. Right. So no. we go there. We get, we got to just do a little better than go and get dinner. Um, Amen. I can do a lot better, Come but on. no, it's, that's the whole point of staying sharp. You that's know, right. it's, that's iron sharpens iron is, that's right. you know, you, you kind of just get in routines and you get in, you know, grooves and sometimes right. grooves, you know, are, are good and bad. And that's right. Um, that's right. probably some great, you know, analogy there that, I'm, that I don't have a tip of my tongue, but um, it really helped me to, you know, think about that. And that's, that's what it's all about is you come to a retreat or hear a podcast or, and you think, oh yeah, that's gonna, I could do a lot better there. Or that's a great idea. I want to implement that and being around other like-minded people and, you know, getting some ideas is what, you know, ISI is all about. Amen. Amen. So, so tell me about, um, I know you have an upcoming uh, G5 summit yeah. in uh, October. Yeah. Um, just a, the quick, you know, on, on why you and Janice felt called to do this and then, you know, talk about the other side of which is newlywed coaching. Yes. Well, you know what, in Nick, the, the big driver for G5 Summit is, I, as you know, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs with strategic coach and yeah. I'm finding that a lot of these guys uh, or gals come in with their priorities such that business is number one. Um, mm. they, they didn't do it intentionally, but it has taken over their life their career, their business, um, is all sudden number one and, and all these other things, their faith, their marriage, their parenting, their health kind of all start to play second fiddle or third fiddle or whatever it is to that, that business. And yet when I talk to them about my giant five priorities, they resonate. They're like, Oh my gosh, yeah. that's what I want. And I, and so I literally created this event event. I call it kind of turning their success upside down, you know, and really putting business in fifth place. And, yeah. and allowing those other four to be prioritized because I am convinced that allows them to play a much longer game, a much 
more uh, balanced and fruitful game and and ultimately a, a much more eternally rewarding light game right and so uh, we did our first one in january there in scottsdale and it was it was just awesome and it really is focusing on i'm going to say the top three we really dive in in looking at our faith our personal relationship with the lord and how do we make our homes faithful homes how do we raise uh have christ be the center of our marriage and our parenting and and so we kind of combine all three of those and so we're really immersing in that fruitful, vital, romantic, living, yeah. you know, strong marriage relationship based on our personal relationship with the Lord being strong. And then saying, you know, Nick, eight out of 10 young people are leaving the faith. It's a travesty. Whoa. It's yeah. a travesty. And I have some really strong passion for equ- helping equip parents of this generation, see our children raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and see them, because I'll tell you what, Scripture says, I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. There's no greater sorrow than to have your children literally just walk away um, yeah. from that. And so G5 Summit's about that. I will say this. It's a high-ticket event. It's not for everybody, right? It's it's kind of a smaller group. Um, uh, we ended up having 14 couples last time at a really high end. We're doing it at the Ritz-Carlton there in Naples. And, and so it's a it's that thing. So it's not going yeah. to be right for everybody. On the flip side, we've been doing newlywed coaching now for 15 years. And we do a, a newlywed workshop in in um, spring. It's in April. And we just did ours in Sisters, Oregon this last year. And we had, I think it was 28 couples. Um, really mm. great group. All of them married. Um, I say all of them. The couple sneak, snuck over the line. But they're a year and a half to two years or less. Um, so they're just at this really hungry, awesome place in marriage where they're just so yeah. excited about the future, but they're really, uh, they, they're dancing long enough to know that, Hey, they're stepping on each other's feet and they don't need counseling. They don't need therapy. They just want encouragement and some practical tools and mindsets to yeah. really build a beautiful lifelong relationship. That's fruitful. So, we love pouring into those young couples. We've been, like I said, 15 years and it's just in, uh, it's amazing. We have a ball in that. So the the first one, people can find more information if they go to G5 Summit. It's literally the letter G and then the number five summit.com. And that's that event. And then newlywedcoaching.com is, is our newlywed retreat. And uh, anyways, yeah, these are, these are two areas that we just love pouring into and, and so grateful that we get to do that. It's so fun that you get to do that with, uh, you know, alongside Janice. Oh, that's so. what's so cool. It is. We get, yeah. we're working together and, and loving it as, as the kiddos get older. You know, we only yeah. Nick, have five at home and our baby is going to be 10 this month oh, wow. in June. And so we're still in the full immersive parenting mode, but we're getting a little more margin to do some of these wow. other things as the kids are getting, getting older, you know. Oh man. Six are up and, and out, man. It's hard to yeah. believe. Oh, you guys got to stay out. mobile as, yeah. as time goes on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Hey, well, other, yeah. Thanks. For, and one other oh, thing, could I, I do a weekly email. I don't know if you get that. It's called my five yes, win so Wednesday. Um, yeah. And right now the only place to kind of sign up is if they go to G5 summit, there's a pop down window where they can uh, sign up for that email. And it's just kind of based on what I'm learning in a given week on kind of those giant five, priorities or perspectives anyways mm. if people want to check that out be great yeah i get it i love it it's a it's a great little summary because it kind of gives a glimpse into 
you know, we don't, you and I don't talk every week right. or every month. So it's a, it's a little idea of what you're reading, kind of what you're being influenced by, yeah. you know, stuff you've come across, you yeah. know, and all those in your, uh, you know, giant five, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and we'll put in the show notes, we'll put, you know, links to the G5 summit, newlywed coaching and uh, a link to how to sign up for the five awesome. win Wednesday. Thank so, you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, and I love it. I, uh, I highly recommend anybody, you know, check out the book. Um, I, I, I really want, you know, at some point, um, I want to encourage my parents too, actually to, to write more of their story. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what the other yes. takeaway I had was to, yes. you know, to hear more of their story. So I'm going to, you know, be chatting with them. They always listen to these podcasts. So there you go. Mom your, your, and dad, dad, check it out. your dad is awesome. I, and your mom. And I tell you what, I want to read that story. <laughs> so yeah, please, please write. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one, you know, you gave a, a bunch of good, uh, you know, book mentions and the one you're reading right now by Dobson, what was the name of that one again? What wives wish their husbands knew about women. Okay. That's right. <laughs> nice, long, awesome. funny title. Right? But uh, I literally read that book when I was like 19 before I was married. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. Yeah. Um, so it's fun to revisit. That's awesome. Anything else that you're reading or listening to right now? That's um, oh man, you know, you know I'm I'm reading. Uh, it's totally random business stuff. I'm reading "Personality Isn't Permanent" by Doctor Ben Hardy, and just hmm. finding it refreshing that that you know we're so fearfully and wonderfully made, and and just the danger of of putting ourselves or our children in or our spouses in boxes because oh they're this personality or they're this this way rather than realizing that we're so malleable and Romans 12 2 mm. says we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind and right. that we can be the people God wants us to be. And it's more important that we have a clear vision and go after it. But that, that book's been, yeah, really encouraging. Awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I always appreciate the, uh, the recommendations that people give, you know, in terms of staying sharp and finished your book. So you got to load up the next one. Hey. You're so awesome. That's awesome. You're, well, Chad, would you honor us in just closing us in a word of prayer as we, as we wrap up this combo? I would love to. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, it's just such a privilege to have a, a moment to give thanks. Lord, we're just so grateful for the life that we have. Father, The not only did you give us life and, and the ability to live and move and breathe, and but you gave us life abundantly. You gave us life a salvation through Christ that allows us to have not only hope now, but for eternity, Lord, that we get to live above the level of our capabilities because your redeeming grace has just made us new. We're just so grateful for that life in you, which Lord, I just pray for each one of us, men, women, father, that might be listening tonight, today, father, that we would just fix our eyes on you, the author and the finisher of our faith, that we would magnify you in our life, that we would esteem your word above all else, that we would walk in your ways, that we would enjoy the blessings that come from you when we are walking in your righteousness, Father. And Father, I just pray for every married couple or every young man or young lady that might listen to this, that they would see their their marriage as just an awesome uh place to to not only see you work mightily in but a place to glorify you a place for great satisfaction and enjoyment lord there's so much blessing in marriage and there's i really see at the very beginning when you designed that that your intention was that it would be just a beautiful picture not only of you loving the church but also this 
it wasn't good for man to be alone. He wanted relationship, a buddy, a, a, compar, a compadre, a, a companion, an adventure soulmate. And I just pray that as people start at, whether they're deep into marriage or they're just starting out or they're dating, that they would put you first. They would be intentional about investing um, and that you would bring just an abundance of, of a testimony to people around them uh, of your goodness in and through that. And that you would minister to families through that. Anyways, just thank you for the work ISI is doing in, in blessing others by sharpening, by pointing them to you, by pointing them to the priorities that, that you've laid out. I'm just so refreshed every time I get with Nick, Joe, and the whole community. Just ask your continued favor on them. And we pray this in your powerful name. Amen. Amen. All right, there you have it. Awesome interview with Chad Johnson. I just wanted to share a few things that I took away from the conversation. Uh, some things I kind of underscored or bolded, you know, on my end as we were talking. Um, one is, um, you know, just the saying, if you want to be rich in anything, you've got to invest. Um, and that's true with our marriages too. You know, we we talked about that at our very first marriage retreat that we did uh, last, last year. And we have one coming up this fall as well. Um, but you can find information about all of our events that we do, spring, fall, and all the different cities um, at theisilife.com. It has all the information on it. But, um, you know, that was just an awesome thing. And I love the check-in. You know, where are we? One to ten. Um, just a little pulse. You know, how, how are we doing? How are you feeling? And just being able to course correct. But then following it up, too, with the million-dollar question, what's one thing I can do to increase that or to improve upon that? Um, taking personal responsibility, being intentional and seeing what you can do to invest in your marriage and make it, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten. So, and um, I just loved also the last thing was how he talked about flipping the pyramid upside down. So many of us, especially guys, um, you know, really focused on our work and our business and earning. And, you know, maybe that's one of our first priorities and, you know, flipping the pyramid upside down, putting faith at the, at the top of the pyramid and family and parenting. And I just love that focus. And if we, if we're strong in our faith, if we're strong in our marriage, we're strong with our kids, um, it's going to help us be more successful in our career and, you know, tapping into that source of wisdom and success, uh, is extraordinary. So I love that. Uh, always enjoy connecting with Chad. Um, I hope you found it uh, useful and I hope it was a blessing to you. So I hope you stay sharp and be a blessing to somebody else. Uh, attend a retreat, invite somebody to one of our retreats, uh, one of our 24 retreats, or just share this podcast or one of our other ones with someone that you think uh, might benefit from listening. Uh, stay sharp and God bless.